Hello, everybody. I'm Chloe. Welcome to the first episode of On the Air. Today's question, MMR, you a believer? We're talking music-related conspiracies to fuel your spooky season. Did Dr. Dre start Burning Man? Is the tuning of your music screwing with your vibes? Did Paul McCartney die before Beatlemania even hit? And what does the Illuminati have to do with all of this? Stay with us to hear all about it. Um, I'm Zachary Mays, and I'm going to be talking about the 432-440 conspiracy theory. So, to start this conspiracy theory off, is the music you're listening to out of tune? Um, scientists have traced the frequency of lightning and thunder to around 7.8 hertz to 8 hertz. And a lot of audio engineers know, or people studying audio engineering know, if you multiply a frequency by 2, you will get an octave. If you multiply the frequency 8 hertz by 16, um, basically 2 of itself, you will get a C, C1, I believe, which is 128 hertz. This is only achieved if you tune A to 432, and this is where the um, conspiracy theory comes in. Um, when you tune A to 440, which we do now, starting in the 1920s, I believe, um, you scientists believe that it messes with your vibes, basically. So... Um, I have something here. 432 hertz is considered to have the potential to synchronize both hemispheres of the brain, the logical and analytical left side of the brain, and the creative, intuitive, <laughs> intuitive right side of the brain, creating what scientists call whole brain synchronization. What? Um, maximizing our potentials as thinkers, artists, and spiritual beings. What do you guys think about that? That's 432 hertz? Yeah. 432 is supposed to, like, open up the whole brain. Yeah. The scientists believe that if you... Um, tune A equals 432, the, this is going to be what's going to happen with humanity. Why do you think pop stars aren't doing that to, like, get people to listen to them already? There's a whole other side of the conspiracy theory where the Illuminati comes in, um, <laughs> along with Nazis and all of this, because the person that actually um, helped America transition to 440 tuning is a Nazi... Um, Minister of Propaganda. I forget his name right now, but that is one of the people that led to the transition to 440 hertz. Dang. So, like, <laughs> it was a really long time ago that this happened then, and it's been this way yeah. ever since. So, basically, all the pop music that we know today. Yeah, basically, any music from the 1900s is going to be tuned to 440. Wow. From, so, do you think. From, like, the mid 1900s? Yes. Or like, Yes. There's, so there's, what about like 1920? Is that still? Um, maybe early recordings of music, but um, because before 1920s, when people want to go play together, they weren't tuned together. And to help everybody tune together, people wanted to create one central frequency to tune to. Because say I'm a trumpet, I play in B flat, I'm going to tune to a different note than say you play flute, you're going to tune to C. Yeah. We need to tune to the same note and play together with the same notes. And when you don't do that, it's just not going to sound like music. Right. So to get around that, people stuck with this frequency instead of 432. So do you think that's why classical music helps you study? Oh. Because... I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, that's that was oh, my first wow. thought. It opens up your whole brain, and now you're able to think logically and creatively... 
because that, you have the classical music playing with the right. That is a very good. Head. Yeah. That is a very good idea. Hmm. hmm. But is the classical music is that? So it would. would it would be too. Um, depends on which kind of recording you got. Right. If you got mm -hmm. one of the very early recordings, maybe like a first pressing of a vinyl or something like that, maybe it might be tuned to four thirty two. Um, I know Mozart didn't really switch over until later because him and, some, him and some of his colleagues didn't believe in it, but... What's the theory behind why they switched from 432 um, to The theory behind why they switched is actually the Rockefeller family is involved in this. Ooh. Yeah, the real, really rich people with the monopoly of the trains. Yeah, um, the railroads, my bad. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, so apparently they paid off somebody in a the U.S. Naval Intelligence to join the, um, I forgot what it's called, the American Music Society or something like that, and he basically helped them adopt the 440 tuning. Dang. So when they adopted the 440 tuning, do you think anybody noticed and was like, hey man, this ain't cool? I mean, when you do go listen to two different songs, one in 432 and one in 440, it's not that hard. Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty hard, actually, to figure the differences out between them. Mm -hmm. But when played side by side and people are switching the chords right there and stuff like that, it is. Like, you can kind of hear a difference. But I don't think anybody was really peed off about it. To be honest. They're kind of just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Wake up, sheeple, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. We're messing with your vibes yeah. now. Ooh, vibe check. Um, All right. I, I think that's good for me. Well, um, hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm going to be talking about one of the most well-known theories in music, uh, the Paul is Dead theory. So the Beatles, who doesn't know them? They're huge, man. Um, <laughs> And at the height of the craze, it was believed that Paul had died, um, that he had died along the M1 motorway on January 7th, 1966, in a car crash. Um, and the fans heard this and ran with it. During the time, um, the Vietnam War and the so-called establishment were making things just very conspiracy theory-based. Everybody wanted yeah. to know the real truth, and nobody felt like they knew it. So that's why this theory went so far. Um, so McCartney actually uh, is supposedly Billy Shears, um, an orphan from Edinburgh named William Campbell. And the theory states that Shears just took over his life and continued his uh, career in music. But it would be quite confusing because some of the most popular Beatles tunes, like Hey Jude, um, would have been written by Shears then. It wouldn't have even been the real Paul McCartney. So the people that um, agree with this theory would really be like a huge fan of Billy Shears, not Paul McCartney. Um, so there's a lot of signs that people found on the album covers. I'm sure you guys have heard about this. This is the Abbey Road one. Abbey Road yeah. one. That was one. That's one of my favorites because my father bought me an Abbey Road poster for Christmas one year and then explained it to me, explained the theory, and it made... <laughs> Yeah, it made my uh, Christmas a little different. But so <laughs> the first one that people started to look for um, was Sergeant Pepper's cover. And there was supposedly a funeral depicted. So like you've looked at it. It's a huge, huge cover full of people. Um, but that's supposedly a funeral. 
And Paul is wearing an OPD patch, people thought, but it really says OPP, which means Ontario Provincial Police. OPD would have meant officially pronounced dead. So that's what uh, all Whoa, the fans were saying. Wow. Oh, he he was officially pronounced dead. It gets, it gets crazy. Just, just wait. Um, and then on the back... George is pointing to the lyrics at Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock, and that was believed to be when he was pronounced dead. Um, and then at the end of Strawberry Fields, you know that weird little jiggy thing that they do that has like a lot of instruments, and you hear someone yelling, and it's Ringo Starr, and he is saying, um, I buried Paul. People thought he said that, but really he was saying cranberry sauce. <laughs> What? He in an interview. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Okay. Hold up. What kind of lyric is that? It was. It was just him screaming. You know how at the end of a lot of Beatles songs, there's just like really weird, like little things that they were yeah. doing in the studio, and you hear him doing some drums, and then you hear I buried Paul, but really it's cranberry sauce. So you know, I guess that was something that the fans I... heard. Do you, okay. Well, what's your stance on this though? <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't believe. A hundred percent in this theory, but it like it continues throughout the albums. There are things that people can pick up on. Like the Abbey Road was the most popular, um, but the Sgt. Pepper's one—that's one of my favorite albums—and I never knew any of these things. And then the White Album, the like, you know, the craze about listening to the Beatles backwards. So people were doing that for the White Album, and if you turn Revolution Nine backwards, um, John says, "Turn me on, dead man." Um, and if you go backwards between Blackbird and I'm so tired, um, it says, Paul is dead, man, I miss him. What? Yeah, it's really quite, it was pretty crazy because I listened to the recording last night and I didn't think it was going to be like really like you could hear him saying those exact words. I thought maybe it was some gibberish that people could, but it sounded like him going, Paul is dead, man. Miss him. Miss him. Like it was really odd. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. So that was interesting that they went with the sound on the White Album rather than um, the album cover art because that's where a lot of people drew their inspiration. And then the most important, obviously, is the Abbey Road. And this is what my dad told me about. Um, So there's a lot of things on there that represent Paul's death, supposedly. Uh, Paul's wearing no shoes, which is connected to Sicilian beliefs about burying the dead. and he's out of step with everybody else as they're walking across. Um, and he is holding a cigarette in his right hand, but Paul is left-handed. So why was he doing that? And he was the only oh, one with a cigarette. Snap. It was, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then on top of that, the most crazy part, it's supposedly another funeral procession. So the person in the front is John, and he's wearing all white. He's supposed to be the preacher. And then the person behind him is... Um, Ringo, and he's the undertaker, he's wearing black. And then Paul is wearing black. That's supposed to be um, talking about the dead, you know. And then George is in the back, and he's wearing all jeans, and he's supposed to be the grave digger. So. Wow. And then on top of that, one more thing. There's a car in the back that says 28 if, like it has a license plate that says 28 if, and Paul would have been 28 if he were alive but actually at the time um he would have been 27 so that was just one thing that people people were who's the who's the guy that they thought um billy shears is he right-handed 
I did not yeah, look that up. Yeah, that was going to be one of my yeah. questions. Was that guy left-handed? I didn't look that up. Because I if he's... If he's right-handed, I, that proves it. <laughs> I wish I would have looked that up because that's really, yeah, could have torn it, tied it all together. Um, but Paul definitely did not agree with this theory, and he even like poked fun at it later on in his solo work, and he made an album called Paul is Live um, because the theory was called Paul is Dead. And he's quoted saying, um, if I were dead, I'd be the last to know uh, when people were asking him about the theory. Everybody kind of. It's it's he's dead. You think he's dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way. And then, I wanted to find a way to connect this to the Illuminati. <laughs> um, the viewers can't really see, but do you see this picture? I yeah. I, it looks like a pyramid. Can I turn right. it around for the camera? It's a it's a pyramid with like a circle orb on top. Uh, Paul McCartney just posted this on June 2018 for no reason. Just really randomly on Twitter, he was like, I drew this in my notes, and this is it, with no caption, and, you know, <laughs> Maybe he's been brainwa- Maybe the guy replacing him was brainwashed to think he's him. Yeah, That's I mean... True. That's what I'm saying. I don't see why <laughs> they would even fake his, uh, like living to begin with because that would bring more press to the Beatles. I mean, I guess I get it. Mm-hmm. He was he was the head man. He was he was pretty popular and to be dead would be a a downer on the on the work that they were doing, but still. So yeah. Um That's there were crazy. a lot of things that, that pointed into that. He died. Yeah. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're All right. Moving. All right. Last one. My name is Robbie. I want to be talking about how Dr. Dre may or may not have been involved <laughs> in the Burning Man Festival, starting it. Um, if you don't know what Burning Man is, do you know? Do you guys know what Burning I Man? Actually I actually don't know what I've heard of it. I think. Well, yeah. so basically, it's like an annual concert that takes place in the Nevada desert. But it started either late '80s or early '90s, and this random guy just decided that he wanted to go into like a California beach and build an effigy out of wood and like burn it just to sacrifice it and I guess it got like a lot of following after a couple years but after (laughs) uh, you can imagine if you're just burning you know effigies on a beach that state is probably going to be like you can't do this here anymore (laughs) man this is getting a little too carried away (laughs) so um he moved it out to the Nevada desert and he had like he was like struggling to get permits because he couldn't get the permit in California so we went to Nevada um, and that's where Dr. Dre comes in. If you don't know who Dr. Dre is, you should know who he is. Um, <laughs> basically, he's rapper, producer, entrepreneur. Came up in the 90s, uh, hip-hop, very influential. And basically, all of this sort of conspiracy takes place in 1995 when there was a note found, I think, in the early 2000s. And let me read it. It's supposedly from Dr. Dre to his future wife, Nicole, who he's married to now. And it's from February 26, 1995. And he was actually working with Tupac to find a place to basically shoot the video of California Love, which is an amazing song. Um, He says, I'm in Nevada with hype looking at spots for this new video we are shooting for that single I told you Pac is going to be on once he is out, because he was in jail at the time, called California Love. We met a bunch of crazy naked... (laughs) 
while their efforts in the desert today, they were putting up some type of giant woodman. I guess they have a big party out here for a bunch of days. I asked them how much they pay. They said nothing. I was like, no money? Someone should get behind this and make some loot of these fools because they said there will be at least 5,000 people. I think I will have my office look into it just to see if there's easy money to be had here. I'm about to pass out, girl. Wish I was up <laughs> in that see you back in LA. Oh. Wow. But wow. I guess the close tie to that is that he said that there was going to be roughly 5,000 people, and there ended up being, uh, on the Burning Man website, you can find that there was around 4,000 people, which makes sense. But the argument against it is that why would they be building the Burning Man in February when it doesn't take place until August? Why were mm. they naked? I. Well, if, okay, that's also weird too because this was in February when he was writing this. Yeah. And if it takes place in August, if you actually look at the 1995 Burning Man Festival, that is like notoriously known for... The, the naked people because oh. like there was a giant desert storm I guess and they were, they were all like oh well screw clothes we don't need these and you Why? just have like pictures of a bunch of naked people <laughs> that were like yeah it's too it's too hot and too dusty to wear clothes okay <laughs> I guess but the oh, shoot the uh, the conspiracy is like Dr. Dre probably pitched in a lot of money to get their like, get their permits to stay in Nevada for like compensation, so like a level of investment, investment basically. Um, but there's a lot of people who don't believe it. But why would he do that? Like, what are his, what are his motives to do this? Well, to help with this? My thing is, this note being left in the hotel room. Is it 100% backed up? That's true. Like. I'm the type of person that wants to see another letter written by Dre. Yeah, to see his handwriting yeah. and test it. Has it That's been true. tested by... But... I don't know. I don't think so. I, it, well, it's just... It was found in a hotel room, and it's signed his name, and it's to Nicole. Hmm. There's a lot of moving parts here, but a lot of them are kind of adding up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... If Dr. Dre were to have been giving money to this Burning Man festival, was it ever stopped? Like, is this still happening today? Yeah, it's still, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And people go worship a it's burning not, <laughs> It's not a worship thing. It's just, so like, but at that time, like, I guess the Burning Man, depending on when they build it, they can build it up to like hundreds of feet tall. And for 1995 specifically, it was like 40 feet tall, which I don't know if you can build that in a couple months. So it's like, hmm. that would make sense why they were building it in February. The... Hmm. Did this have any ties to the Illuminati at all? I'm just curious. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can find something with this Dr. Is, Dre and the Illuminati. This is how big yeah. it is. Wow. Yeah. So. It's basically just like a little community. I forget how many. Are days we allowed it's to for. show that? To show a picture. That picture? Of... It's on Google. On Google. Right there. 
That's oh, yeah. that's roughly the size of that that's huge. <laughs> so it's yeah. a big hippie festival basically. Yeah. But yeah. this is this is more recent and I guess back in 95 it was probably a, a lot smaller with only 5000 people. But that's so interesting that he would find them and think Ah yes, these naked people, uh, <laughs> these naked people that are watching this Burning Man, they they can make me some money. Let let's fund them. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's at, build them a giant statue I'm to sure. burn. The weird thing is that if you look at the California Love video, they ended up shooting it in uh, in California, not in the Nevada desert. But if you look at the style of the music video, it kind of like has Mad Max vibes, which mm. is really similar to like mm. what they do in Burning Man. This oh, is an wow. example of the. That's cool, though. Yeah. That is very cool. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. Wow. Well, those were yeah. some really cool conspiracies. Yeah. I love hearing them, so... I honestly didn't know a lot about the Burning Man and Dr. Dre or the Beatles conspiracy. It, it was actually really yeah. cool to... Yeah. Like, I'm sure... Learn about the Abbey Road one is crazy. Yeah. I knew nothing about the Hertz conspiracy <laughs> before you, and now... Everything That's has weird. changed. You're going to be listening to music in a totally different way now. I can't listen to 440 anymore. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's converters. We, we all got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Changing our ways back. Yes. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning Bye. in. <laughs> Thanks for listening in to Off the Air. Be sure to send any questions, comments, or discussion topics, suggestions that you may have to us over our social media accounts. On our next episode, MMRU a fan? Concert experiences and interviews with artists on our upcoming sampler album.